Well, hello, folks, and welcome to a special edition of the Firmamental Podcast with your boys, Alex and Raul. We'll say what's up, Alex. Firmamentalists, we got uh, we got a fun one tonight, so I'm I'm lock and loaded. Yeah, man. Welcome to the Firma Dome. We're gonna bring that heat. We got an individual that I just respect so much. Actually, a fan of his his podcast. We got a fellow podcaster, fellow Yeshua follower, fellow badass, fellow truther. We got Josh Monday from the Christian Conspiracy Podcast. So, uh, you know what? We're really just going to keep the housekeeping to a minimal. Just go subscribe, rate, share this show with your loved ones and friends. Give us a five-star rating. Check out the website, thefirmamentalpodcast.com. Our new email is firmamentalpodcast. No B at the beginning of the email, firmamentalpodcast at Gmail. That's the catch-all email that you can reach us at. Remember to leave us speak pipe messages. We will respond to those. We'll create a show when we get enough of those. And you know, we're going to be incorporating some new stuff, hopefully go live with you, have some more interaction with you guys. And also, man, send us some artwork. You guys send us some cool alternative logos for the Firmamental podcast. We'll use them as some show art. So hit us up in the email boxes with those. And uh, with no further ado, man, let's roll in tonight's episode with Josh Monday, dude. Say what's up to the Firmamentalist. What's up, guys? Hey, uh, this show, just first of all, awesome name. Second of all, uh, these guys are doing really good things, man. And and everybody that's listening, that's you know, go support these guys. Are are you guys on YouTube yet? We are not, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they'll let us talk about <laughs> this stuff that we talk about. I I'm on YouTube, yeah. bro, and we're talking about the crazy stuff. So yeah, um, is this going to be on video or no? No, hey, we're not going to release. Uh, but you can be on audio. More than okay, yeah, just, I'm more than welcome. If, but if you're recording, guys, we can we can do it like that. Make yeah. sure you guys give these guys a five star review. Make sure that you guys share the podcast and do all this stuff. I'm a podcaster too, and I'm uh, you know, my my show is called Josh Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. Uh, I've been doing this for like three years. Uh, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, army veteran, and uh, I'm so happy to be here with these guys. I think these guys are naturals and they do great job with the show. So everybody, like I said, man, make sure you guys give them the five star rating on Apple, Spotify, and uh, you know, blast this show out there. You know what I mean? So today, dude, I want to go over biblical cosmology. This is the Firmamental Firmamentalist podcast, right? Firmamental. How do you say it, bro? I'm messing up. Yeah, Firmamental, the Firmamental Podcast. Firmamental Podcast. We call, <laughs> we call our listeners the Firmamentalists, also that's our what, fam for, for those close okay, to that's us, what I'm you know, and our brothers that we that we have uh, obtained, and sisters too, because we've had some females, some ladies on the show, and uh, <laughs> I got another one coming up, Karen Wilkinson, that I heard on your show reached out to, so she's going to be oh, yeah. coming on soon. She's great. So shout out, to, shout out to the lady truthers as well. But uh, yeah, man, the firm fam, the firmamentalists, we're going to have some firmamentalism going on. So uh, I know Perfect. we're just going to let Josh Monday grab the reins and take you on a ride. He wants to get into some biblical cosmology. You know, we're going to hit on the firmament and we'll probably go into some of other course. stuff, but we'll start with this. But uh, I'm going to pass it over to you, brother. All right. So uh, I start out the podcast usually with Romans uh, 10, 7. It says, so then faith cometh by hearing the word of God. But I say, have you not heard? Yes, verily there sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. So uh, faith comes by hearing. So as I'm going through these verses, uh, make sure, you know, if you're a Christian, understand that if I'm saying Bible verses and you're hearing it, and you're not believing it, then uh, that's called like not having faith. So let's have some faith. You know what I mean? Uh, and it comes by hearing the word of God. So I'm going to tell you guys a whole bunch of Bible verses. Uh, these gentlemen are, are also, 
And, uh, you know, faith is produced by hearing the word of God. So hopefully we could produce some faith for you guys today, okay? And it's the devil's job to take your faith away because, as you know, we are saved by grace through faith, all right? We're saved by grace through faith, okay? Uh, for it is a gift of God, not of yourselves, uh, so no man shall boast, okay? So the devil's job is to take away our faith. So um, another one I like to go over is 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped with every good work. So you understand that when we're going through scriptures, all of the scriptures are given by inspiration of God, okay? And is profitable for doctrine. So when we go over uh, Genesis, the book of Job, when we go over Psalms, we go over all this stuff, all of it's inspired by God. And God is what? Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. You know, God is truth. So understand that when we're talking about these verses, it's, we get, you can either take the Bible not serious and just play with this, or you could take it serious, man. And, and I'm telling you, man, I used to not take it serious and not even care. Now I take the Bible serious, okay? And I take it literal. So when we're going over these verses, just make sure you guys, you know, understand that it's, it's inspired by God, inspired by the Holy Spirit, okay? So it's going to be truth, all right, that we're going to go over. So um, go ahead. Any, anybody, any questions so far? I think, you, did you guys want to talk? Sorry. Yeah, no, man, you're doing a great job, Alex. I, I'm just <laughs> excited to hear. I'm just sitting on the porch waiting for uh, Josh Money to slap me upside the head with something. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> all right. So, um, like I always say, man, the Bible has been proven to stand the test of time. Science, it changes like underwear, okay? So, understand that the Bible, I, like I like to go over these verses so that you understand that, that the Bible um, is, is, is important and it's amazing. So, um. It's interesting because if I do ask somebody like, does Joe Biden lie? They would say yes. Does Nancy Pelosi lie? They would say yes. Does the CIA lie? Yes. Does the FBI lie? They say yes. Do the police lie? Yes. Do sheriffs lie? Yes. If I ask them, does NASA lie? They would say no. So I don't understand because they're all government organizations. So you guys got to understand that... Um, you know, I'm talking, I'm not talking about your listeners. They would say NASA lies. I'm talking about people that don't believe in the flat earth or anything like that, obviously. Okay. <laughs> so, um, our, our listeners obviously too would not be in that category, but I just think it's interesting. But, um, um, and also as Christians, um, Alex, are you Christian too, bro? I am. Yeah. Okay. As Christians, uh, we should filter, I believe science through the Bible, not filter the Bible through science. Okay. So, uh, what happens sometimes is if something doesn't line up with science, what I notice some Christians doing is placing that in an allegory section or placing that in a poetic section. And, 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 you know, especially when it comes to what we're talking about tonight, biblical cosmology uh, or the scientific trinity is another one that I think that everybody um, starts doing that with, uh, which we're going to go over right now. Um, the scientific trinity would be like the Big Bang Theory. I would be like evolution, uh, any of that stuff, dude, or the heliocentric, uh, you know, model, any of that stuff, bro, when it doesn't line up with the Bible, people place it into an allegory section. And that's including the book of Genesis, which I don't know how people do that. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that happens a lot. But um, before we get into the Bible, what I like to do is get into, to show you guys what scientists say. And I'm pretty sure most of your listeners know this stuff more than people that are not flat earthers. But um, we're going to go over that real quick. But any questions on anything I went over so far, guys? I was just going to say that 
I I believe that there's a lot of firmamentalists out there that are on the cusp, and it's episodes like this that can help maybe push them over the edge into believing. Because, uh, like George Hobbs always says, there's a huge division in the truth community, and it all kind of comes down to flat Earth. Like some people, they just can't get on board. And uh, I mean, like like I said to you earlier, that me and Raul work in our on our black belts here and in flat earth so uh, th- this is just another step in our evolution so all right all right so yeah yeah real quick josh i just curious too uh how long have you been a flat earther uh ever since episode uh three episode three that we started because what happened was i had somebody hit me up it was the plain truth uh on on instagram and he told me let's do a flat earth a biblical flat earth uh podcast and then I had Dave Weiss on episode five. So basically, I, I I started studying the Bible, finding out that all this stuff I'm about to go over right now. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, dude, the Bible says it, that it's true. And that's just the way I roll. Um, people might say that's crazy. Uh, these are, these are um, old, ancient stuff. This is not new stuff. But here's the thing, bro. All scriptures inspired by God. Okay. God is not going to lie to anybody. What he had was a blank slate to tell Moses up on Mount Sinai when, when you know, he, he basically gave him Genesis. Uh, this is a firsthand account from the Most High, God, yes. giving it to Moses. Because Moses is not alive when, when the creation happened. Moses is not alive with Adam and Eve. Moses is not alive with Abraham. So this is all firsthand account from God. Okay? So... That's why I take it serious. I don't take it like people might tell me it's a science book and or it's not a science book. It's not this, it's not that. But dude, creation, I take it from God. I don't take creation from an yes. atheist. And I don't take salvation questions from an atheist either. So why am I going to take it creation questions from an atheist? Just not going to work for me. Right. But go ahead. I saw you put your finger up. Did you have Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, real quick. I was just going to say something. Now I hear you reference Moses and 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 this is uh, you know, what everybody says that, or, or the most popular, you know, belief is that Moses penned the book of Genesis. But I have heard some people that, that theorize that it may have actually been Enoch that wrote the book of Genesis. Have you heard something about that? Or what's your thoughts yep. on that? I, I've, I have heard. And, and what they're doing is they're taking, Jesus says that Moses wrote the Torahs. So okay. I, I'm not going to, yeah. when Jesus says that, I'm cool. But what happens is this is coming from Jewish people that don't believe in Jesus. Okay. So that I'm not saying that they're wrong. I don't know. I, I mean, I wasn't there, but I, I believe Jesus said that 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 he wrote the Torah. So uh, I think that that Moses probably wrote the Torah. That's that's me personally. But if Enoch wrote it, that's crazy too because Enoch he walked with God, bro, and he got he got basically raptured to heaven. So if Enoch yeah. wrote it, and if there's proof of that, that would be very interesting. And honestly, I would take that as as uh, as as doctrine too, dude. If if he wrote it, because he walked with God and he got taken to heaven. You know, obviously God loved him so much. He took him to heaven without him dying or having to go through the flood, you know? Mm. This is another but interesting- Very interesting. Know, back into the, the Genesis and, and biblical cosmology thing. But this is something else interesting that I heard about Enoch that I don't hear a lot of people talk about. But I've, I've also, I've actually had a talk with the pastor of the church that I attend to. And he thinks that the two angels that will appear in the end times- in the dried up river or what river? The two messengers. You're talking about the two messengers. Yeah, uh, the two messengers. Okay. Yes. 
So I've heard that they're, that he says they're quite possibly going to be Enoch and Elijah because they're the two people that never, never die carnal yep. death. Yeah. And that, and that they have to, they have to die carnal deaths eventually. So they're sent back to, to finally, the, you know. Because the Bible says every man, every man will see death, right? And those yes. didn't see death. So yes. that's a very good connection. I've had somebody connect that on my show as well. I asked, uh, this, go ahead, go ahead. They, you know, this is just crazy to me because imagine if those events happen during our lifetime <clears throat> and we see this and we'll recognize it because the Holy Spirit will speak to us and it'll resonate like, whoa, we'll see something different in them because we will see the Holy Spirit. We will see the message. We will know this is true. We will, we will know this is biblical. But imagine actually looking and seeing and you're like, whoa, bro, that's Enoch and Elijah. <laughs> like that's, that, that's mind blowing to me. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that, I wanted to bring that up. Dude, yeah, and, and bro, that that whole thing is is interesting. I asked, uh, I had a roundtable on my show, and I asked that question. Someone someone had said that, and um, excuse me, that's the question I asked. Like, who do you guys think the two, excuse me, uh, the messengers would be? And somebody said that, and I thought that was a great great connection. And I was just like, I've always heard that it was Moses and Elijah. I never knew Enoch and Elijah, but that makes total sense. So I think that's really interesting, bro, for sure. Um, so um. So we'll start out by going through what science says. So, uh, so they say that the Earth's on, or they say that this, the 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 globe is on a twenty three point four degree axis, um, spinning at a thousand miles an hour, and then orbiting the sun at sixty six thousand six hundred miles per hour. Interesting number there. So, what I would like your audience to know is that the fastest bullet travels at twenty six hundred feet per second, which is equivalent to 1,800 miles per hour. So they're basically saying that we're orbiting the sun uh, 30 times faster than a bullet. Okay, you guys got to understand that. So if you're on the cusp right now, that's one that, that's a number we always forget about. The one we always remember is that we're orbiting or we're spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, which is like, hey, maybe we're a gigantic merry-go-round and maybe we might not feel that one, but Dude, orbiting at 66,600 miles an hour is something, and it's actually not like, uh, it's not in a straight line. It's orbiting around the sun, okay? So we're not going in a straight line, but we're also doing something else. So that, that's not the only movement we're making. We're also chasing the sun at 525,000 miles an hour. Understand that, guys. Those, all those things are happening, and we're supposedly not feeling a thing. I would like you to go outside right now, look up at the sky, pause this right now, go look up at the sky, and tell me if you feel any of those movements whatsoever, okay? And um, also, understand that um, an earthquake, you know, if the earth moves, we feel it. Like, if there's an earthquake in Riverside, uh, and, and I'm in Rialto, and the earth moves, I'm going to feel it, okay? So... I think we need to understand that. Now, you guys might think I'm crazy. Uh, for some people might think we're crazy for saying this. But, dude, I'm telling you guys, when you are a kid and they teach you all this stuff, you don't even recognize the numbers. It's so it's, they, You can't fathom it. But now that we're adults and you get fed this information and you think logically, you start thinking, dude, this is insane, bro. And if you don't think it's insane, then you are obviously probably so indoctrinated that it's it's crazy because me, dude. I'm like, bro. I'm not letting them sell me on this type of stuff anymore, bro. It's crazy. So 
It is. Go ahead. Josh. I, I was just going to say that I actually contacted my high school physics teacher. I've never even told this story on the on the podcast, <laughs> but I contacted him and I was breaking a story live. <laughs> yeah, I, I was telling him about my flat Earth journey and. And, and how all these numbers, like these numbers that you're giving us, and I'm explaining this to him. I'm like, dude, how do you explain this in physics? And he's like, oh, it's just imagine you were on a big uh, roundabout and you were just going like half a mile an hour because it's so big. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like they they want to use relativity. That's, yeah, it's all relative. Like, oh, yeah, you just got to make yourself into an ant and you're chasing like, no. The speeds are the speeds, yes. right? Like yes. you, gotta pick, you gotta pick the hill you want to die on. Just like the boats go over the curve, but the earth's too big to see the curve. Like, yeah, <laughs> they can't make up their mind, right? No, dude, it's crazy, bro. And then they also say that the moon is orbiting us at twenty two hundred miles per hour. Okay, so the moon is supposedly moving at twenty two hundred miles an hour, which is faster than a bullet. And you go outside, and the moon is just right there. Yeah, see it, no problem. Okay, so that's another thing. Plus, obviously, the moon landing. You know, they say that we're orbiting sixty-six thousand miles an hour. They say that we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour, and they say that that's orbiting at twenty-two hundred miles an hour. And these guys have the balls to go and land on the moon, dude. Yeah. That's crazy too. Okay, doesn't dude? Those people have more balls than anybody in the military or anybody ever, bro. If they're yes. gonna go into a vacuum. And they're going to land at something that's moving faster than a bullet. So that's just another thing that's a side note and another show we could probably get into. And something that looks like a fifth grade science project. Yeah, you know, dude. Made out of tinfoil. Come on, man. It's withstanding and supposedly, supposedly the Man Allen radiation belt, which we would know to be the firmament. But another point that I would like to make is in Genesis, God said his work was done and it was good. And it's finished. So it's done. It's finished. It's done. Yes. The heliocentric model is an ever-expanding model that they say is, is just keeps going and going Amen. and going and just keeps expanding. That does not line up with scripture, folks. And also, yeah. man, I am sorry, but the firmament is a globe killer. But anyway, let's <laughs> see. All right. So another thing we have is the sun being 93 million miles away. It's crazy. If you get like, it, let's say if you get a cloud, it gets put in front of the sun, it changes the temperature by 10 degrees. To me, that just doesn't make sense. Um, also, we have the closest star, the closest star is 4.4 light years away, which is 24 trillion miles away. You could take a camera and you could zoom in on a star and it gets bigger, but it's supposedly 24 trillion miles away. The closest star, there's some stars that are like a hundred trillion miles away, bro. And we could see them with these little beady eyes. Does not yeah. make sense. It's getting further and further and further and further away. They just keep on saying this, dude, and it's just it's just too much, bro. That's that's crazy. The closest not to mention they galaxy, look like not yeah. to mention they look like lights in water. And what it yeah, say he did separated the waters from the and waters. That, uh, yes, and, yeah, and, and that many are that the that they are inside of the firmament, right? So yeah, yeah. continue on. Yeah. <laughs> so and uh, the closest galaxy is two point five million. Light years away. That means you'd have to take 2.5 million and times it by 6.5 trillion, and that'll tell you how far away the closest galaxy is. Okay, it is crazy, guys. So we have that, and then we have that scientific trinity that we talked about earlier. First one, the Big Bang theory. It came from George Lemaitre. 
a Belgian cosmologist, a Catholic priest, Jesuit trained priest, okay? As conspiracy theorists, as soon as we hear the word Jesuit, should should have a red flag instantly go up, all right? So we know that. Also, Catholic priest, and you know what? I'm not trying to put down Catholics. If you're Catholic, do what you do. But we know about the Vatican and all that stuff. We're conspiracy theorists, so we know about all that. So guys, understand. And a lot of this stuff came from the Catholic churches, bro. Like I'm talking about heliocentricity. I'm talking about the Big Bang Theory. These two things both came from the Catholic Church, bro. Think about that. They have a, a telescope aimed at the sky, and the telescope is called Lucifer, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Think about that, guys, all right? You can't make it up at all, dude. So we have that. They basically said 13.8 billion years ago, the size of a pen exploded, and it caused all this construction. But I was in the military. We had to watch explosions because we had to find out that if the explosion could see you, then you could see the explosion, they could see you, so it can hit you. So we had to watch all these different explosions. And I always saw an explosion happen and nothing but destruction. But they try to tell me that all this construction happened from an, a Big Bang explosion, to me, doesn't make sense. I think it's crazy, right? So they have to have gravity and all this different stuff that pulled it all together and everything formed. Okay, doesn't make sense. All right, another one, evolution. That's another thing in, this, in the scientific trinity. Evolution. Charles Darwin, evolution came from his great-grandfather. His great-grandfather is a 33-degree Mason, okay? His son was a preacher. He didn't want to take on that. He was like, uh-uh. But Charles Darwin, his great-grandson, or his grandson, I mean, went and took that evolution, and he pushed it to the mainstream. This is all ideas coming from the occult, okay? Mm -hmm. When they try to tell you that we came from a monkey and all this different stuff, understand, dude. It's taking you away from God. The other one is the Big Bang Theory. So they need all this time to lapse so that you could do evolution and all this stuff makes sense. All this stuff, bro, is to is naturalistic, not having God in the equation. That's all they're trying to do. That's why I don't go to atheists for any type of advice on creation because, bro, oh, let me tell you guys too. The heliocentric globe is the third part of the of this, okay? The, not the heliocentric globe, sorry, the heliocentricity. The globe is is just involved in that. But Copernicus, okay, that gentleman was a Catholic priest as well. He was on his deathbed, and the Catholic Church was saying, we're going to put this information out. He has a Mason Lodge named after him, Copernicus CHP 246, okay? He was also... <laughs> All of in all of his writings, he's talking about the sun being enthroned and everything revolving around it, enthroned like a god. Okay, that's what it's about, dude. It's about worshiping the sun. Every single religion that you go into, when it comes to Babylon, the sun god. Okay, you got Egyptians got Ra, the sun god. Greece, uh, you know, they got Mithra, the sun god. Apollo, the sun god. All these different religions are trying to worship the sun. They worship the planets. But bro, in the Bible, you understand that, first of all, it doesn't even mention planets, bro. They're just called wandering mm -hmm. stars. Yeah, man. The book of Jude talks about these stars being judged, okay? So I think it's really the wandering stars being judged. I think it gets interesting. But this is all God killers. What this is is a giant block that's put between a person that's that goes through education, and then all of a sudden, when they pick up the Bible, when they become thirty, you know, wherever thirty years old or twenty-five years old, 
What happens is they get indoctrinated by all this stuff since grade school all the way to college. And it's a giant block between you and the book of Genesis. So when you pick up the Bible and you start reading it, and you already, you're already indoctrinated with the Big Bang Theory and evolution and the globe and heliocentricity, and you pick up the Bible on page one, which I'm going to start going over the Bible, you're going to understand that there's already this giant block put between you and God, because you're not going to believe God, because what happens is all this indoctrination has already been filtered through you, which, which was the Rockefeller education system feeding you this information. This is a cult. This is Jesuit. This is Freemason, all this different stuff being put into your children and people like me and everybody that grew up. And then we come out and we pick up the Bible and we're like, this is not true, bro. Look at this. This has to be allegorical poetry because it doesn't match up with science. So what happens is this is just a, a block put between you and God. So you're already starting out in the negative by the time you pick up the Bible. And then, dude, it's hard for you to pick up momentum when you already don't believe it. And the person that did this or the thing that did this is the devil did this, dude. He put Genesis in a blender and served it to the public. Yes. And then now you got to go and try to read it. But go ahead, bro. What were we going to say? Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say like scientism, right? Real science is testable, repeatable, and provable. Yes, they sir. just spew these astronomical numbers that completely perplex the mind. By the way, how the hell would they know if something is trillions of years away? How the hell would they know what it's made of? They know what elements are inside of Saturn and, and these different planets. They know what's on the backside of the sun. You know, it's kind of funny to me too that the, the, the moon, by the way, is moving faster than a bullet, but we don't see the light streaking across the sky while we're moving either. It's all just stationary. We only ever see one side of it. It just, none of it makes sense when you really evaluate it and let your God, God given senses speak to you, right? It's just stupid. It's just a bunch of random numbers that they gather together and mix in this uh, soup that you say, and then they want us to drink their Kool-Aid. And because we have these people that go through education in their systems and get their degrees and they wear a white lab coat and they stand in front of us and they spew these astronomical things and they got this title in front of their name that's fancy. And we say, wow, that guy's just so much smarter than me. And he's dedicated his whole life to this research. It must be true. And then we just eat it. We just eat it. No, folks, let your God-given senses speak to you. Question this stuff and evaluate what God tells us and what we actually see. And these astronomical numbers that actually take more faith to believe in than if you actually <laughs> just believed in a supreme creator. Yeah. Amen to that. Because you could just go outside and you don't need faith. You just go outside and go, yeah, this is definitely stationary. And these these are moving above me. You know what I mean? It's not really, it doesn't take much. It's like logically easy to, to, to do. So, um, all right. So here's, here's some Bible stuff now, right? Let's get into Bible stuff. So like I said, man, Moses, I believe was on Mount Sinai. And I believe he, it, he received this information. He was up there for 40 days and 40 nights. God was able to speak to him, tell him. Now, I don't believe that Moses is going to receive you know, talk to God and God's going to tell him what to write and Moses is going to write something different. I think God's going to write what God said to write, or, or Moses is going to write what God said to write. And that's the Holy Bible, bro. And, uh, you know, the Torah that he wrote. So Genesis, when I go over it, understand. Now, even Jesus was talking about um, on John 5, 40, uh, 45, he says, do not think that I shall accuse you, the father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, of whom you trust. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? So when he says that, you guys got to wow. understand, 
He's saying, if you don't believe Moses, how are you going to believe he? This? Now, he's talking about him prophesizing about Jesus, but also we need to put it all in here like, hey, if you don't believe Genesis, if you don't believe all this different, you know, Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, if you don't believe this information, how are you going to believe Jesus's words, dude, right? So understand that. So it gets interesting. So uh, let's start out with day one, dude. Day one, <clears throat> the book of Genesis, it says, in the beginning, God created heaven or heavens and the earth. All right. So we got to understand in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens. So this is what God created right here. It, it says heavens because Shemaim is plural. Heavens is this. First, it, it's where the moon, sun, and the stars are located. And then he also created heaven where his throne is located. Because on day two, the firmament, uh-oh, we're about to talk about the firmament, just like you guys said. <laughs> so on day two, he created the firmament. And in Genesis 1-6, it says that he called the firmament heaven. So that would be the second heaven. In Paul, it talks about there being three heavens and him going to the paradise, the third heaven. So guys, what do we have here, okay? There's no gap theory. There's nothing like that. It says he created the heavens and the earth. Now, when it says the earth in Hebrew, earth does not mean a globe earth. Earth means land. So right here, God created, this is what I believe, and this is the way I interpret it, that he created the heavens where the moon, sun, and the stars are, and then his throne, and he, and he created the foundations of the earth, because earth can translate into land. So he created the land, not the continents yet. That doesn't happen until day three. But look, listen to where, where I'm going here. And it says the earth was without form and void. The land was without form and void. That means that the continents were without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. The deep is the abuso. That is where the fallen angels are located. So God is, 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 is making the foundations of the earth because when you do construction, what do you do? You need a foundation. That's what he laid right there. And in Job, it says, when God laid the foundations of the earth, the angels were cheering, bro. This is what's happening here. And let's talk about, he already made the abuso on day one, bro. Okay, that's interesting. So I believe he laid the foundations of the earth. He made Sheol. He made uh, Abraham's bosom. And he made uh, the abyss, the abuso on day one. Okay. And it says the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So now we have waters, bro. Okay. So I believe he laid the foundations of the earth and now you have waters. And what does he do to separate the waters from the waters? He creates the firmament, dude. And that is the second heaven. Okay. So that's day two. All right. So now you have the firmament. So now we have an enclosed system where the waters that were down are now above. So we have waters above, which is where the firmament is. We have God's throne, which is the third heaven. And then we have uh, the first heaven, which is going to be where the moon, sun, and stars are located. So that's what's happening here, guys. All right. Now, day three, we have the oceans, the dry land, which are the continents, and vegetation on day three. So now we have where the moon, sun, and stars will be located, the sky. We have the firmament. We have God's throne. And we have God's up, obviously above the firmament, right? And we have waters above there, okay? It wasn't until day four that God created the moon, sun, and the stars also. So for all you heliocentric people out there, understand that 
even the order that we're talking about here, God made the earth for us, okay? The moon, sun, and the stars are made to light up the earth, okay? Uh, which is really interesting. So uh, we got to understand that it's special. It's made for us, okay? The moon, sun, and the stars are not meant to light up these different galaxies and these different planets out there. It's meant to light up the earth, okay? So that's what we have. So what would the, the earth be rotating around and orbiting on day three, okay? It, it, it wouldn't be orbiting anything. Right. So heliocentricity just doesn't make sense. Also, in science, they say that the stars came first, then they say the moon, then they say the sun, then they say the earth. But when it comes to the Bible, God says that he didn't create the moon, sun, and stars until day four. Okay, so understand that. So I think it gets really interesting. <laughs> and how do I know that we're not orbiting and we are stationary? Well, what I would do is I would go to um, some verses that say that we're fixed and immovable. First of all, we'll go to Zechariah 1 verse 11. And they answered the angel of the Lord that stood among the myrtle trees and said, We have walked to and fro through the earth, and behold, all the earth sitteth still and is at rest. Okay, that's Zechariah 1.11. 1 Chronicles 16.30, he has fixed the earth firm and immovable. Psalms 93.1, thou hast fixed the earth immovable and firm. Psalms 96.10, he has fixed the earth firm and immovable. Psalms 104.5. That was fixed the earth on this foundation so it cannot be shaken. Did you have a question? I saw your hand go up. Your fingers went up. <laughs> no, we're just like, yeah, you're doing okay. it. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure. I don't know if, if you had a question. Okay, so Isaiah 45, 18, who made the earth and fashioned it and himself fixed it fast. Uh, Isaiah 48, 13, mine hand has laid the foundations of the earth and my right hand that spanned the heavens. Then I call unto them. They stand together. So understand, dude. That the earth is fixed and immovable, all right? The angel of the Lord, some people actually believe that the, the angel of the Lord, which is the messenger of the Lord in the Old Testament, is actually Jesus or a Christophany. I'm not saying it is. I did a show on it before. It gets really interesting. But the angel of the Lord is talking about this. You know, he has no problem saying that the earth is still and is at rest. It sitteth still and is at rest, okay? So um, I think it gets interesting, man. Um, and also a great verse, a great flat earth verse with a, a dome and a foundation is Proverbs 8, 27 through 29. When he established the heavens, it's plural, I was there. When he drew a circle upon the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above. Okay, firm means hard, solid. Okay, that's what firm means. We obviously know that. Um, when the fountains and springs of the deep became fixed and strong, when he set the sea its boundaries so that the waters would not transgress, the boundaries set by his command, he marketh out the foundations of the earth. So the seas have a boundary. If you look at that map behind him, the seas have boundaries. What do the seas have? They have a high 200-foot ice wall, whatever it is, around the earth. Hey, that's what it, that's what it has, okay? And it's talking about a circle. It's talking about the fountains, the springs that, that deep became fixed and strong. Uh, there's, this is a really interesting verse, dude, that kind of just puts everything together. Uh, I think, you know, like it's really interesting. So before I move on, uh, any questions on anything I went over right there? I, I was just messaging Raul that uh, I wish that I, that you would have debated Pastor Locke. And then 
finish the debate with the the razor's edge and just like <laughs> threw threw him off the stage. I think that would have been the perfect ending for the uh, letters debate. <laughs> You're only gonna I hear that on Armamental. Dude, I watched that thing and I felt like this is like you see there's like a demon behind the globe and heliocentricity. No offense if you are a Christian and you believe in all this stuff. But dude, you see that there's like a demonic power behind it, the way he was mm -hmm. the way he was acting. No offense to you either. I'm not trying to put down any pastors, you know what I mean? They put time and effort, they save souls, and I, I'm not saying anything, but that thing just looked like, wow, dude, you saw that, man. It was really like a satanic spirit in the room there, man. Yeah. We're grateful that you're going through this, Josh, because I think what you're doing right now is what everybody really needs to hear. It's like the Ten Commandments of flat earth, <laughs> right? Like, boom, boom, boom. Dude. <laughs> This show, I, I love doing the show because I, I just, like I said, you're going to know God by his creation. So it is important it, whether people know it or not. It's important because it, it I'm telling Amen. you, what I was telling you guys is it's separating these college students, these people that we need to try to affect to yeah. come to God and it's affecting them, dude. And, and God says that you're better off having a millstone wrapped around your neck than to have one of my, my little children stumble. Every single day you teach them all this, this, this. Theory, yep. theoretic, all this stuff, this is all making them stumble, bro. And it, and that's not just about people getting molested or anything. That's talking about making them stumble, like making them go away from God or lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what's happening there. So now uh, the next one I'm going to go through that, that goes along with, uh, you know, talking about day three, day four, all that stuff is talking about um, the moon and the sun are moving. Okay. These are moving. All right. We're not moving. We're, we're, we're fixed and immovable, right? And the sun and moon are moving. The way I know that is Joshua 10, uh, verse 12. It says, Then spoke Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still that upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Ajon. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still until the midst of heaven and hath not gone down a di uh, about a whole day. Now you could say, well, the sun went down. Nah, dude. And the, and, and the Hebrew, when it says to go down, it means to go away from. And when it says to come up, it's talking about coming forth. So it's talking about moving away from them. And the sun stood still and the moon stood still over two geographical locations, okay? They are what's moving, okay? Not us. We're still. We're fixed and immovable. So the explanation that people would have, and I even had a guy come on my show uh, last week, and he's all about heliocentricity. And every, every time that happens, it's so hard. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to bite my tongue. I'm like, get He said that when the earth stood still, I was like, no, it doesn't say that, bro. Like, I, 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 it, I, as a Christian, you have to just hold your tongue, bite your tongue. Mm. And go. But that's the explanation that they would have. Now, we like to have two witnesses in the Bible, right? I got three on that, okay? I got Habakkuk 3.11. It says, The sun and moon stood still in their habitation at the light of thine arrows and went, and the shining of that glittering spirit. We have that. And we also have Isaiah saying that, and this is, a, this is Isaiah 38.7. It says, And this is the sign to you from the Lord, that the Lord will do this which he has spoken. Behold, I will bring the shadow of the sundial, which has gone down or go away from with the sun of sundial of Ahaz 10 degrees backwards. So the sun and the moon are like a dial, and he's making it go back 10 degrees backwards. That means that he would have to stop the earth from moving and have us rotate 10 degrees backwards. And dude, it just, bro, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense, bro. 
What makes sense is that we're fixed and immovable and the sun is what stood still and we are already fixed and immovable standing still, okay? So it makes sense, dude, okay? <laughs> so we have from, that. From a scientific standpoint, one of the variables has to be fixed. One of them has to be fixed. Yes. And they, and they just refuse to admit that, right? Yes, definitely. They, they, they definitely refuse to. And, and they think that if we're the center of the universe, they cannot... They can't make that, dude. They, they even said that, bro. Like a lot of the scientists, the big name scientists said that th that would be scary. We can't have that happen because they don't want us to believe in God, bro. It's like, right. yeah. Anyways, so uh, let's go over Genesis 1 verses 14 through 19, because this is like going to talk about, uh, you know, where the moon, sun, and the stars are located, like, uh, like uh, you guys were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, Genesis 1 verses 14 through 19. It's also going to tell you guys what the moon is. Uh, it's going to tell you that the moon is its own light and a lot of different cool stuff. So yes. it says, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. We'll stop there real quick. First of all, uh, it says that he, he created the, the stars and, and everything for, to put light upon the earth, right? To light up the earth. Because it's an enclosed system, the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament, not in, but within. Like I'm standing in the room, they're within the firmament, and the moon and sun and stars are moving. And they are made for seasons, which are like feast and all that, you know, and all that, for days and for years, and let them be for lights and the firmament to give light upon the earth. I think that's amazing. God made these things for us to light up the earth, okay? So, and it, and it says, and it was so, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also, and God set them in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So understand, dude, that we have, um, he set him in the firmament. He said he made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, lesser light to rule the night. That means that the sun is a light and the moon is a light, okay? Biblically speaking, not scientifically speaking, but biblically speaking. So there's also verses in here that we can go to where it talks about the moon is giving off her light. Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel 32, 7. And when I shall put thee out, I will cover the heaven and make the stars thereof dark. I will cover the sun with the cloud and the moon shall not give her light. Uh, there's a ton of verses you could find where it talks about the moon giving her light. Okay. So the moon is a light. If you go outside and you take a picture of the moon and you take a picture of your street light, they're going to look exactly the same. Okay. Yep. I'm not lying, dude. I, I've done it a bunch of times and I, I'm just like, okay. And also, as we know that the, you know, the shade of the moonlight is warmer than the, yep. than the, than the light from the moon because the moonlight is cold. So I think it's just two different lights. Like the Bible says, it's not very hard. Uh, we don't need to rely on science books for that. So uh, any questions yeah, on any I, of that I, stuff, guys? Yeah, I'll interject right there. You know, and I, I honestly think of uh, God made everything with the duality, right? There's, there's hot, there's cold, there's, there's fire, there's ice, there's man, there's woman, there's predator, there's prey. Everything has its equal opposite, right? And if you look at the sun and the moon, One's the positive and one's the negative. This is a toroidal enclosed system. The sun is the positive. The moon is the negative. 
and I'm not a light expert, so I don't know the terms, but you know, like let's say the sun is a very bright fluorescent style light, and then the moon is like a halogen lamp. You know what I mean? And they're their own light sources. But like you said, they would that science would tell us that the moon is reflecting the sun's light. But like you said, that wouldn't make sense because then moonlight would be warmer than moon shadow. So these are the things that people need to really let think in. And once you understand these things, it really does make sense. <laughs> it it I definitely does, man. And and once this clicks and makes sense as a Christian, then you understand that you can have the greatest of discernment when it comes to anything you learn scientifically, theoretic, theoretically, scientifically, that's different. Like we said, testable, repeatable, measurable, provable, all that stuff is like, hey, dude, DNA, whatever, dude. All that stuff is different, bro. I'm talking about theories. Are, are that they try to come out with, that they try to hit us with, that are separating us from God like massively, dude. So we got- Yeah, well, they have to come up with one theory to support the other theory to support the other theory. Yeah. And like we said, it's just, a, and, and what's crazy is the science, the mathematics involved always has some kind of numerology that totally appoints to the occult. And they really love that number 666. I saw a tremendous post the yeah, other day at the end, but he did. And it had a list. Of bro, at the end of the show, I'm going to connect it all to that, bro. So I got that list and it's ready to go at the end of the show. There you go. We'll connect all that together, bro. So, all right. Next, guys, let's talk about the firmament. Oh, my goodness. Keep in mind that the moon, sun, and the stars are in the firmament, okay? So the firmament in, in Hebrew means rakia, okay? It's hard. It's solid. It's beaten out. It's expanse. Now, when they talk about expanse, it's not expanse of the universe. It's just an expanse, solid, beaten out dome, okay, over the earth, okay? That's what the Hebrews believed. That's what most of the other uh, ancient people believed, that there was a dome over the earth, okay? So we have that. Uh, in Greek, it's stereoma, okay? That's what, that's what it, it came over in uh, the, the Septuagint, stereoma, okay? That is also a word for solid firm, hard. Okay, guys? So we got to understand, even when the Hebrews translated the to Greek, the, the Septuagint, they still chose solid for the word firmament. They didn't choose gases. They didn't choose uh, expanse of space that, or any of that stuff, dude. They're, they're talking about something being solid and firm. All right? Now, there was a theory out there that Ken Hovind came out with. Now, Ken Hovind is really good at... at um, at debating people about biology, and he's good at that, okay? So I don't want to put him down or anything, but when it comes to cosmology, he's got it twisted. He tries to say that there was a firmament, solid, excuse me, piece of ice surrounding the earth before the flood happened, surrounding the globe before the flood happened, and it, it melted, and that's what caused the flood to happen. Oh, wow. First of all, let's, let's think about this. God said he put the moon, sun, and the stars in the firmament. So that would mean that that ice thing would have to be outside of our galaxy. So if it melted, it wouldn't even touch the earth and it wouldn't matter. So we need to take that theory and kick it off, off the table. That does not work for us, okay? It is not a canopy. And there's some, that thing hit people so hard that even some Bible uh, translations tried to say that the firmament is called a canopy. And I heard my pastor say canopy one time, and I was like, God, he must be sold on this uh, canopy theory that the earth was different before, and that's why. It... So anyways, guys, understand that. We'll read Genesis 1, 
through eight so we understand what the Bible says about the firmament. So I'm not just rambling. It says, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament that had divided the waters, which were under the firmament from the waters, which were above the firmament. And it was so, and God called the firmament heaven. And the second day and morning were the second day. Notice something. He didn't say that it was good here. He said it was good on day one, day three, day four, day five, day six. It was good. It was all good. But on day two, when he created the firmament, he didn't say it was good. There's something out there where like, hey, maybe that's because that's what separated him from us. And first of all, guys, if you were God and you don't want any physical body to make it to heaven, what would you create? A firmament. It's a solid dome that you cannot get through physically whatsoever, dude. Even if you blew nukes at it, which I'll talk about in a little bit. I'm telling you, he wants you to not physically be able to make it there. But when you become spirit, when you die, your spirit could go into the earth, into shield, or it could, or hell, or it could go up through the firmament and make it to heaven. Okay? It's a solid object. So if you were God, what would you do? If you don't want man or anybody to make it to heaven, what do you do? You put a solid firmament below you. You put waters, which is a giant ocean, and then you put, you create your throne up there, dude. That's why he's called the most high. That's why he's called the highest in the book of Luke, because he's at the highest point of creation, guys. His throne is there and everything below him is, is, is below him. That's why God is called the most high. Okay. Think about that as Christians. Um, another verse that, that really kind of sets everything in motion is, um, well, we'll go to Job real quick. Um, I, I said something to add real quick to, go ahead, to what bro. you just said too, because I heard it. It was a tremendous quote and I don't exactly remember where I heard it. It could have been one of our guests. I might've heard it on flat earth files, but I heard somebody say, Lucifer hates the firmament like a prisoner hates the bars of his prison cell. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, now here's, what's interesting, bro, about that. Uh, Job 1.6, actually, I, this is uh, getting off topic, but Job 1.6, it talks about the devil being up in heaven, talking to God with the sons of God behind him, which are, the, which are, which are angels, either fallen angels or regular. And I'm not sure, but he's able to speak to God and talk to God. And, and he's talking about going to, bro, on the earth, in the earth. You know what I mean? It's Job 1.6. Read it, guys. So he's able to go to heaven and speak to God. And there's rules to this game here on earth because he has to ask him permission for him to be able to tempt Job. So I think that's really interesting. But they're able to talk, bro. This is what's nuts, bro. But so is God, is, is the devil not able to go to heaven anymore after the book of Job? I don't know, bro. But it's, it was really interesting that that happened. But I do think he needs to ask permission for God's children. You know, people that are saved, he needs to ask permission. Can I tempt them? Can I? But everybody else that's not saved, I do not know if you'd have to ask permission for them. But I do think that happens. But we'll get back to this. But also, interesting there, he talks about going in the earth. Yep. What's in the earth? Sheol, hell. And God would have corrected him right there and said, Satan, you do not go in the earth. It's molten lava. It's molten this. You're not able to go in there. Don't lie in front of me, in front of these sons of God. Nah, dude, he didn't correct him because he's telling the truth. He goes in the earth. Where Sheol is located, right? So, really interesting. So, we have that. Um, and then I was going to go over Job 37, uh, verse 18. 
Hast thou with him spread out the sky, which is strong as a molten looking glass? That's a really popular verse that people use. Uh, I like to also say, in the book of Revelation, you you hit on Revelation a little bit. In the end, what happens? God creates a new heaven and a new earth. So if, let's think about this, guys. If heaven and earth were not connected like I was going over, why would God have to create a new heaven and a new earth? The reason why he creates a new heaven and a new earth is because they're connected, bro. We have the earth, we have the firmament, we have water, and then we have God's throne. Why would he have to create a new heaven and a new earth if this was the earth and we're orbiting and then God's throne is ever expanding universe and he's moving further and further and further and further and further and further away? <laughs> That's what science does, bro. They take God and move him further and further and further and further away until you don't remember him anymore. So what's happening here, bro? That's why he creates a new heaven and a new earth because they are connected, dude. So we got to think about that. Also, the Tower of Babel. How does that story make any sense on a globe? It doesn't make any sense, bro. Because the Tower of Babel, they could just go up and they're going to hit somewhere where they're not going to be able to breathe anymore. And yeah. and God's going to go, look at you, stupid idiots. Uh, not like that, but look at you guys. You got you occultists. You're trying to build up to heaven and now you can't breathe anymore. Carrying up all those bricks. You're an idiot. But really what happened is the Tower of Babel was important because they were literally trying to go up to the firmament, bro, break the firmament and try to get to God and kill God. Read the book of Jasher and see what they were trying to do, bro. They were actually so mad about somebody dropping a brick. They were more mad about the brick being dropped than people falling off of that thing, bro. It was a cultist. It was crazy. They wanted to get back up there and they wanted to start having sex with angels. I've heard some theories like that where they wanted to bring the Nephilim back. Dude, it was crazy, but the Tower of Babel makes sense on a flat earth, but doesn't make sense on a globe at all, dude. Um, another thing we have is um, uh, also, we talked about like like Satan not liking the firmament. Well, he also, in Isaiah 14, verses 13 through 15, listen to this. It says, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I also sit on the Mount of Congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And then it says, yet you shall be brought down to shield to the lowest part depths of the pit. So he's basically saying that God's throne is above the stars. What yeah. I told you guys is that God's throne is above the firmament, right? So saying that also, he says he wants to sit on the Mount of congregation on the farthest sides of the North. Well, if there's a dome the middle would be where the North Pole is located, and God's throne would probably be located in the North, bro. And I'm not saying that God is only sitting there on the North and that's it. But dude, that's probably where his throne would be located, right? Because the top of the dome would be right there in the North. Just, It's interesting. That's just a theory of mine and some people's. <clears throat> we have Amos 9.6. This is the NASB 2020 version. I believe they got this verse correct. It says, the one who builds his upper chambers in the heavens and has founded his vaulted dome over the earth, he who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out on the face of the earth, the Lord is his name. What? He's walking on, it talks about, found, found in, uh, has founded his vaulted dome. He's talking about him, he who builds his upper chambers in the heavens. So God's throne is above the firmament, bro. And it's talking about it right here. And it's saying that he, he founded his vaulted dome over the earth. That's what they believe, bro. The Hebrew cosmology was a vaulted dome, bro. You can't tell me that it was space and heliocentricity and all this craziness, dude. Think about it, bro. 
the vaulted dome over the earth. And now, when people try to tell me that it was the it was a canopy and there was water and that that's what, bro, look at this is Psalms one forty eight, one through four. This is David talking, bro. And David was close to God, bro. Like he was walking with God. I know he did that thing with Bathsheba. I know that happened, but bro, but that 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 taunted him, bro. And he, and he and he got back right with God. But dude, when he's writing the Psalms right here, dude, it says, "Praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens, praise ye him in the heights, praise ye him all his angels, praise ye him all his hosts." Praise him, the sun and moon. Praise him, the stars and light. Praise him, the heavens of heavens and ye waters that be above the heavens. So David is saying that there's water still above the heavens. There's still water above the firmament, dude. Okay. Uh, Revelation. Another thing. You can hear waters and thunder bring sounds yeah. in heaven. You're seeing rainbows in heaven. There's water, dude. It's, it's crazy, bro. But this is just how it goes. Um. <clears throat> Another thing I would like to mention is in the book of Daniel, uh, Michael the archangel had to come and help this angel that was fighting against the prince of Persia. Uh, Daniel said a prayer that the angel goes to, to send the message to, to, to God, it sounds like. It took him three weeks to come back to Daniel. Daniel was fasting, praying, and, and that's why it's called the 21-day fast. He was fasting, praying, only drinking water and soup. That's it. And, it, and he asked the angel, like, what happened? So I believe where the moon, sun, and the stars are located is where these spiritual battles are happening between fallen angels and angels and Prince of Persia, the devils. And dude, that's where all this stuff is happening between the firmament and the earth. So when we look up there and we see this, dude, we're just looking up, bro. I believe that that's where that stuff is happening, dude, the spiritual battles, because it took him 21 days for him to show up there, dude. That's really interesting, man. I, I just think it gets interesting. So. And uh, another thing we have is Ezekiel 10.1. This is, this is talking about the cherubims being below the firmament. That's why I'm saying that. I think that's where the angels are located, right? It says, uh, Ezekiel 10.1, it says, Then I looked, and behold, in the firmament that was above the head of the cherubims, there appeared over them as uh, were a sapphire stone, as appearance and likeness of a throne. So that's what I'm saying. God's throne is above the firmament. Ezekiel talks about it here. Uh, Ezekiel also talks about it in Ezekiel one twenty six. All right, it says, and the firmament, and above the firmament was over their heads of the likeness of a throne, and appearance of sapphire stone, and upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness of appearance of a man, above upon it. <clears throat> so interesting, man. So we have God's throne being above the firmament. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. So I got a, I got a couple things here. So I used to think that. When God created man, it said, created in our likeness. I used to think that he was talking to the angels, but there's nothing in the Bible that would, because there's different angels, right? You have the seraphim, you have the cherubim, then you have the half-breeds, the Nephilim. You have these different species of, of angels, right? So I don't think there's just one kind. There's uh -huh. different species of angels. But when... God said, created man in our likeness. I used to think he was talking to the host of angels. No, he was talking to his son, which he knew was the copy paste version of himself that was going to come to earth, created in our image. So he's talking to Jesus from the very beginning. He knew that Jesus was going to be a man and he was going to create Jesus uh, us in his likeness. So uh, that's one cool thing that, that I've uncovered. And I think that's amazing. The other thing that I was going to bring up with you is I've had a guest come on our show, and this is actually something that that 
I, I it's just my personal belief. But when you talk about shooting stars or falling stars, right? Are these actual stars moving in the heavens? Well, I think quite possibly what it is, because if you look at the firmament, if you look at oxygen in its purest form, just pure oxygen, not H2O, you know, uh, two hydrogen, one oxygen, which makes water. When we're talking about just pure oxygen, it can solidify in its own state and it becomes super hardened. Have you seen pure oxygen hardened? I've seen it. Like yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like uh, the color of sapphire, right? Wow. So the toroidal, the earth is a toroidal system. The sun and the moon are the positive and the negative holding this thing together. Earth has a vibration, right? It has a, a toroidal field. And I think oxygen in the atmosphere, however, God created it in his creation, which is, you know, beyond our comprehension, but perhaps oxygen at the level that it's at in the toroidal field is in this hardened state and it's creating this impenetrable, bar- impenetrable barrier between the, the, the second heavens and, and earth itself. But maybe perhaps what we're seeing, what, what we think are falling stars are actually, because I think the firmament is self-healing, right? So if fragments of the firmament would fall off in a chunk and it would fall down into the atmosphere and as it changes and it catches speed and it falls through the atmosphere, who knows what the different layers of the atmosphere are made up, perhaps this oxygen goes from a hardened state as it, as it, as it burns out and it burns, right? It dissipates and it, and it looks, so maybe what we think are falling stars are actually fragments of the firmament falling down and burning out before they hit the atmosphere. And it's just crazy. If we were living on a globe, right? People in the Southern hemisphere would see shooting stars shooting up. There you go. Nobody. We, yeah. We've interviewed people in Australia and I asked the homie, I was like, Hey dude, do shooting star, do you ever see a shooting star fall up? I've never seen that in my life. Boom. There you go. I yes. guess that quite possibly that shooting stars are fragments of the firmament falling through yes. our atmosphere. Interesting take. And uh, also let's, let's think about like up and down, bro. Like, okay. So there's, you know, we talked about Enoch. It says that Enoch went up to heaven. Uh, Jesus says that he ascended up to heaven and he descended into the earth. Uh, we have uh, Elijah says that he went up to heaven. Paul says he went up to heaven, which I'll go over in a little bit. So up is there's up here and there's down on on a flat earth. It's pretty easy, bro. But that's why you see falling stars coming down or whatever those are coming down. Dude, they don't ever go up because, dude, there's up and there's down. Whenever Jesus was trying to ascend to heaven, he would have to wait for the perfect rotation of the earth and orbit for him to go up. And he's trying. And then also when he's, which I'll get into, like when he's trying to come down to earth. Also, man, when he comes back, he's going to be on a cloud and he's trying to catch this. Oh, dude, it's 56,600 miles an hour. I'm going to try to catch this thing. Oh, this is going to be, you know what I mean? And dude, it just doesn't make sense, dude. But great points though, bro. Great points. That you- another another, another uh, thing that I would like to bring up you when you reference Sheol, uh, wasn't, it, wasn't it the Greeks that referred to it as Tartarus? Well, Tartarus is, is what the Greeks refer to as the deep, the abyss. That's where the fallen angels are locked in, bro. Yeah. Tartarus. Okay. So that's-, that's d- it's just crazy. That's, that's the Peter, that's the Peter worst. Of the worst. Of that's like as well. That's like maximum security. Shield, yeah, right? bro, dude. That's like yeah. <laughs> that's like the head of the Mexican mafia type stuff. You know what I mean? If you were talking yeah. about it, like our ties. <laughs> so uh, and, uh, and El Chapo would still find a way to escape, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And have a bunch of drugs there too. But anyways, 
<laughs> um, yeah, and Jesus actually went and preached to those fallen angels too, bro. It talks about it in Peter and Peter, which is really interesting. So, um, anyway, so we have that. Um, and dude, there was also there's also God's word translation. It says it says this, bro. Instead of saying firmament, it says above the dome over their heads was something that looked like a throne made of sapphire. On the throne was a figure that looked like a human. Okay, that's the way that they interpret it. It says dome. Okay, firmament and dome are intertranslatable, bro, when it comes to certain translations of the Bible. And I believe Rakia, you could say dome. Uh, I don't know what it's made out of. I don't know any of that, bro. And I don't try to act like I do know. And I do know that it's pretty solid, though, dude, because, uh, you know, we'll go over some stuff where, where they were actually, uh, you know, shooting uh, rockets, you know, to them. So we'll go over that in a second. But um, so I kind of went over that. I went over uh, the Most High. Um, Revelation 4, 6, it says, And before the throne there was a sea of glass under the crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes and behind. So you have uh, a sea of glass, you know, up there uh, where God's throne is located. I think that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> I already talked about how why God is called the Most High. Um, and Luke, I talk about, dude, the angel says that he calls God the highest, okay? He's the highest because he's at the highest part of creation, bro. That's that's just his what it is. Now we'll talk about Operation Fishbowl. This is what we're going to talk about about the nukes and not knowing what it's made out of. Okay, so Operation Fishbowl or Operation Dominique. So um, it was a night. It was a 1962. It was a series of high altitude nuclear tests carried out by the United States as part of a larger Operation Dominique nuclear test program. So we got to understand, dude. If there's a dome, okay, over our Earth, they need to first of all they're trying to shoot these uh, Thor missiles into uh it's called operation dominique which means belonging to the lord and chama means a uh, fixed shell so we got a fixed shell belonging to the lord uh it's it's actually uh the the, the test program was called operation fishbowl if you think about a dome with a hole on top that's what they're trying to do trying to blow a hole in the top so there would be like a fishbowl so that makes sense it's all hidden in plain sight um <laughs> And uh, what I was going to say is if you were like, let's say you do, did have nukes like they try to say they do, they need to find out how high the dome is because they don't want to waste a nuke because they need to shoot it over to another country. So not only do they need to see how high the dome is, uh, you know, and they're also maybe trying to penetrate the dome, but they're also trying to see how high it is and where it explodes because if they need to shoot a nuke from America to Russia or America to China, they need to see how high it can go. And also when they do these uh, fake flights from NASA, they need to see how high that needs to go. If you notice, they're always going in this type yeah. of trajectory. So I'm just saying it's not only that they wanted to blow a hole in the firmament and, and see if they could do that, but also I think it was trying to see, it makes sense to, this is my own theory, but they need to see how high the dome is so they don't blow a nuke into it. They need to shoot it from one country to the next and you see how high it is so they can, you know, the further trajectories and stuff. So that's my opinion. I so. I got, a, I got a question for you, and this is just more personal opinion than anything else, but a lot of flat earthers believe that extraterrestrials, which we, like guys like us, Alex, yourself, you know, myself, I think we think uh, extraterrestrials, we think fallen angels, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. But there's other people that think, you know, well, extraterrestrials, ter terrestrial terrain come from outside of the ice wall, okay? So, but if we're in an enclosed system, is there, do you think it's possible that we're inside of a dome? inside of another dome, inside of another dome, and there's extra lands outside of ours, uh, or uh, there's hidden well, lands. Like, what's your feeling? What's your what personal I, feeling? Here's what I have from, Here's what I have from the Bible. I have one moon, one star. 
uh, I'm sorry, one moon, one sun, it sounds like, and, and stars. And he's separating what a star is from a sun. So it's not saying that a sun is a star like science is saying. Now, yeah. I think it would be possible if these stars are, you know, maybe in, located in other lands and those, they have suns. But I mean, our sun, bro, and our moon, it sounds like God made it for us and, and our location. And I think, I don't know about extra land, but people will fight tooth and nail. And, and I yeah. think there's a lot of uh, division there about this because this is the biblical creation story. And I don't know if there's extra land. The Bible does not speak about seven continents. They could be hiding. I know that Admiral Byrd talked about extra land uh, outside of Antarctica. There could be a little extra land. Now, if there's, if there's, is there 80 different uh, lands like they try to show on these maps? Who knows, man? That's all speculation. Uh, now, Captain Cook might have maybe saw a little extra land past Antarctica. That's, but dude, a lot of it is speculation that there's other yeah. lands and other moons and other stars and people are into astrology and into new age and all different stuff. But when it comes to the Bible, I just focus on that, bro. And if yeah. there's extra land, there could be, there could be, man. I don't know, but I, I don't, that's all speculation, dude. And, and I, and, and uh, that's all it is. <laughs> speculation, have you heard bro. about, have you heard about them finding all these new islands around Japan? Yeah, I did. But I mean, that's still not going to be like, you know, like what they're talking about. <laughs> they're yeah, talking no, about no, like, I, I, like, yeah, like we're this little tiny thing, and there's a bunch of other moon, sun, stars, and bunch of different Bibles and bunch yeah, of different gods. Speculation. This, this is just that it gets into um, a lot of uh, a lot of the people that believe in that might not believe in uh, the Bible. They they don't believe in yeah. the dome, and they want to stay away from the firmament and stay away from all that, bro. Like I want to stay away from the Bible totally, and and it's all good, whatever they want to talk about, because I still love them, and I'm, I have them on my show guys that talk about extra land and, and it's no problem for me because the Bible doesn't now, say that it, the dome connects to Antarctica either. You know what I mean? So yeah. who knows? And, and, and one other thing that I wanted to mention, because, you know, I, and I agree with you, God being the most high above all creation and every, you know, uh, everything below him. And he is of the highest order, the creator uh, standing above his creation. Right. But I also don't put God like God. Yes. As Jesus in human form, on earth, walking amongst us, defeating death and rising with, with God to overlook God's creation along with him, right? One in the same father and son. But I also, me personally, I looked at God as not just being in one physical location in the highest. I believe he is, and, and, and he, we, I, I don't even think we could sexualize God, like give it, give him a gender, right? He, he's beyond that. He's beyond our comprehension. And I'm using he generically, right? Yeah, it's God Himself, a, a name so holy we couldn't even say it. You know, I've heard the theory of Yahweh take out the take out the vowels, and it's just breath, right? Our first inhale, our last yeah. inhale, the yeah. very breath that we take given to us by the Creator. Um, so every time yeah. we breathe, we are literally we are literally uh, speaking God's name with every so breath, breath, bro. Yeah, your first and, breath and, you say God, and then your last breath you say God. So that yeah, I think that, that yeah yeah that. that. But, but I also I also believe that that God is energy and it's everywhere. That's why you can't escape it. You can't escape you can't escape our Creator because He is literally inside of every everything that He's created. He's inside of whether it even even if we humanize it and, and make it out of the materials that He gave us on Earth to to form this or or whatever I'm picking up right now. Literally everything came from God. So it, he he is 
everywhere, not just there above, but literally everywhere. You know what I mean? And it's, and it is energy. God is energy. I would have to, I would like, personally, I like, personally, like with, with that, I, I would have to see what the, where the Bible has that. But I understand what you're saying. Cause he's omnipresent. The Bible says that. So I, there could be something to what you're saying, you know? I, I, yeah. I, I don't know though. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting, but okay. We'll go, uh, next thing we'll go into is going to be, um, what's on, uh, you know, the tombstone of Werner von Braun, everybody <laughs> points to this. It gets interesting, but here's what, here's, here's what this, here's the, uh, the breadcrumb and the, and, and this is the, the part that most people don't go over. Okay. So it's not going to be another one of those. This is some, some deeper stuff. So check it out. So Werner von Braun, as you guys know, uh, he was a Nazi scientist from Operation Paperclip happened in 1945, came over, uh, made the Saturn five, as you notice, Saturn, uh, all the, you know, Apollo, all these different things are all gods right so they're trying to make that happen but we got psalms 19 1 on his tombstone and it actually says that he converted to christ at the age of 66 but who knows man uh, it says he converted to, to christianity at the age of 66 but interesting number there but who knows but he did leave on his tombstone psalms 19 1 the heavens declare the glory of god and the firmament showeth his handiwork so that's an interesting verse i believe he was giving us a breadcrumb because if you go to psalms 19 1 through 6 Listen to what it says, dude. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day utter his speech, the night unto showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. And whom hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices as a strong man to run a race? He is going forth as from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it, and therefore nothing hid from the heat thereof. So it's talking about it making a circuit, the sun coming out of his bridegroom chamber, which is interesting. It's like a strong man running a race. When you're in a race, you go from one point, you run it, and you come back to another point. So the sun is what's moving, excuse me, and it's saying it right here, dude. Besides the firmament part, the firmament part, what I think was interesting to have on his tombstone, if you keep reading the verses through, bro, it's talking about the sun moving, dude. The sun is yeah. moving, bro. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Um, so any questions at all, Alex? I don't know. Uh, uh, I, there's a few things. Like I, I wanted to say, like when we were kids, it always seemed like the sun was kind of just sitting there and we were all, you know, sp spinning around it. And then all of a sudden now we're adults and they're getting greedy and showing us these videos of this, like, cartoon sun flying through the galaxy now like you were talking about earlier yeah and like they never to, to me they didn't really teach us that back no in the way bro they never taught us that part dude <laughs> right yeah. and then uh, another thing for me too is the firmament being the absolute globe killer we talk about being in an enclosed system how can we be on a convertible airplane flying through through the galaxy with with no roof on the plane right like they want to take the firmament off that's where they got greedy so they yeah. can't base like fine you can have That's your globe but you better be enclosed and then you That's have you have your system right and he, they, and that would that would block us from asteroids and that would block us from all this different stuff so it would make sense but they take it away you know what i mean like you said bro that's a good point dude and the firm, I, the firm and, would have to be outside of the whole galaxy though because moon sun and the stars are in it but go ahead exactly and then the the last thing was my my personal testimony was when I picked up Genesis again after discovering Flat Earth and reading through 
and listening to you, I mean, I get goosebumps, but just reading it as if it was the first time again and, and reading it to be the truth, not an allegory. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, wow, I just can't. And, I, and that was my sorrow that I felt when I read it. I was like, I can't believe how far they pulled me away from God. Oh, and, man. And it just hey, broke man. my heart. I, you know, I so know. I'm back. And it breaks my heart, bro, because there's yeah. so many people like that are like going through life that are going to be lost because of all that, dude. And it's, it's sad, bro. Yeah. And not being saved, bro, because of stuff like this. This is crazy, dude. But yeah. So it's really yeah. important what you're talking about today. It's really important. Yeah. I think, I think this is the next great revelation that we as the followers of Christ will have collectively. But there's just so many pastors that have, are, 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 I would say, there's, there's, there's corrupt ones that have been, there's churches that have been infiltrated by the enemy straight up. And in a lot of ways, I'm just being completely honest with you, Josh. I do not like mainstream Christianity. I don't even sometimes like to call myself so-called Christian. I like to call myself a follower of Yeshua, follower of Christ. And, uh, you know, it's just, there's this dumbed down version of the gospel where they try to make it fit with mainstream science. They try to, you know, if, if it goes against mainstream science, they're scared to lose congregation members. They're scared they're going to lose butts in the pews. They're scared that their their bank account, that their ties are going to go down. And literally, it's like, who are you out to speak the truth for? Are you are you supporting science and trying to make science fit with God? And and yeah. and I get so upset with mainstream religion and and so much Christianity. And it, it's it's just crazy to me that even the way this has been received when I've shared it with other members of the church that I attend. And I, I, I love the pastor, but even recently, man, I haven't really been attending too much because there's so many things that, that, that they say, even when it comes to like flat earth or when it comes to these other things that I wish that they would just embrace or entertain. And the things that you're pointing out, I want to share this episode with so many people because you make so many valid points. And it's like, why would you argue this when this is what God's word says? And it, and it clearly points to like the sun moving, the moon moving, you know, them being their own light sources, the earth being fixed. But they just can't wrap their heads around it. They want to make these theories from science fit with God's word, and they just don't yeah. mix. It's oil and water. But also things like Zionism and the state of Israel and and all these other things. And you know, churches are scared to lose their their tax exempt status. And it's like, bro, we got to stop serving man and man's institutions and worrying about that and worry worry about pleasing God. And Man, I, I struggle with uh, with mainstream Christianity a lot. It's hard because uh, you're. It's because you are awake to conspiracies and you're awake to Christianity, bro. It's hard when you're that because you, your discernment level goes through the roof because you know you start knowing the enemy more and you start knowing like different ways that he's infiltrated through secret societies and all these different things and and flat Earth and giants and Nephilim and you find out all these different things. And then yeah. you go sit in the church and then th it's, it's hard, bro. Believe me. I know, bro. I know. I'm the same way, dude. And, and I'm the same exact way, dude. So I get it. I do. When, whenever they do breeze through a, a verse and I'm like, oh. yeah, dude, you could have went and did the whole sermon on that verse, bro. And you just breeze yeah. through. No problem. And, you know, Genesis six, no problem. They just read that or they read the firmament. No problem. They, they read it like it's nothing, bro. They don't yeah. even explain it, dude. And you're like. Because they don't want to, because they, like you said, they, they can't, they start explaining it. People will be like, flat earth, I'm out of here because they, yeah. they, they need to take them in and reel them in and show them what's up, dude. But, but a lot of the pastors though, they're, they're not doing it because they, 
dude, they don't believe in flat earth at all, bro. They're doing it like it, not in a bad way. You know what I mean? Like they're not trying to be deceitful because they believe in the globe and the, and all this stuff. So they're trying to like juggle uh, these words and try to like breeze through it because they're like scared to talk about it. But dude, yeah. it's interesting. Genesis six. You're right. Your Genesis six is one of them. And and it's not that I've had zero success too either. And listen, I'm not I'm not there to cause division amongst someone's congregation. Dude, I know people are willing to listen or entertain thoughts. I will talk to them. And I become best friends with my, I call her my church mom. Shout out, Judy. She listens to all of our podcasts. Let's she go, Judy. She's amazing. <laughs> yes, you got an awesome shout out. But it's awesome. She's become one of my best friends. She's like my second mother. And she's totally embraced this stuff. She's bought the Gleason map. She listens to all the episodes. And she's like, everything you guys talk about makes so much sense. And I've always thought these things. And I've always uh, took God's creation literally but I've never been able to piece it together. And thank you so much that she always blessing me and, and helping me out and, and doing nice things for me. So shout out to Judy and other members that I have been able to reach, but we are slowly bringing people out of the, uh, the trance that they're in, the religious trance, because Jesus, right? He stood up to the corrupt, the, the most powerful and corrupt government of his day. And he also stood up to, it's not about religion, bro. Religion yeah. Religion kills true faith, I believe. Like, oh man, real faith is relationship. Yeah, and, that's and true. Bro. You do not need yeah. a man behind a pulpit or a man wearing a certain suit, you know, to connect to God. He is not your source. There is not no intercessor. You can connect to the Father directly through Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, well, He's our Father. So, yeah, Jesus <laughs> yeah, father. yeah, no, yeah. Well, we, we, we. Well, I just, I just say it that way. So, um, yeah. like God be true. And every man a liar. As long as you believe that, you will go to the scriptures first and not go to your pastor first. Your pastor, uh, you know what I mean? He he, you know, he's taught through the Holy Spirit, and that's good. But take what he says, go home and study it because you can't just take what people say because there's 46,000 denominations of religions. And like you said, bro, it is about relationships. So I agree. But uh we'll we'll get we'll get back to yeah, this. Yeah. So we're going to go talk about Paul going to the third heaven, bro. Okay. So 2 Corinthians 12, two through four. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago, whether in the body, I cannot tell whether out of the body, I cannot tell God knoweth such one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body, or out of the body, I cannot tell God knoweth how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for him and to utter. So I'm going to tell you guys this, bro. If he was caught up to the third heaven and he went through, let's say he was on earth and he went through all these different galaxies and went through past these planets and stars and all this stuff. And then went all the way outside of these billions of trillions upon trillions of miles away to God's throne. Paul would have wrote probably a couple books on that, bro. But he did. He left all that out. All he said was, I heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Okay, he talked about going to the third heaven. So God's throne is above the fir the firmament, right? And all he did was go up, caught up to the third heaven. That's it. It's not that hard, you know. And, and it says he says whether in the body, out of the body, I can't even tell because he didn't travel that far, bro. Because God's throne is close, dude, a lot closer than we think. So I think that's interesting. Then, um, if you ask uh, anybody, dude, where's heaven located? That doesn't believe in this. They're going to tell you that it's in another dimension. Where's hell located? They're going to tell you it's in another dimension in the earth. When I was a kid, bro, before I got indoctrinated by science and all that stuff, what did I do? I thought that heaven was up and hell was down. And that's it. 
So now we're now we think that hell is in the black hole somewhere in the uh, universe, and we think that heaven is somewhere outside of the, all the galaxies, bro. Way far, 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 far away. But dude, I'm gonna tell you, bro. When Jesus was baptized, what happened? Uh, Matthew three sixteen. It says, and the Jesus was opened. when he was baptized, went straight up away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. Low from a voice from heaven saying, This is my son, my beloved son, who I am well pleased. Second Peter 1.17, same thing. This is my beloved son, who I am well pleased. Speaking of Jesus. So, they can hear the voice from heaven. Is God trillions upon trillions upon trillions upon trillions upon trillions of miles away? Or is he closer, bro? Right there, I think it sounds like he is closer. All right? Now, how how is this whole thing set up? We could go to Isaiah 40, 21 to 22. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he, speaking of God, who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. So he spreads out the heavens like like the firmament, like a like a curtain or a tent to dwell in. So a tent back then was was shaped like a dome. Check out the tents back then. It was shaped like a dome. So God is saying that he's looking down on us like grasshoppers. He's watching over us. When a boss comes in the room, what do you do? You straighten out and you start typing, oh, the boss is here, better start working. What happens? Now God is watching over us like grasshoppers. If everybody on this entire earth knew that God was watching over us like grasshoppers, they would know, dude, that we would probably <laughs> sin less. We couldn't be sinless, but we would probably sin less, dude. So it's interesting, bro. Now, people say, well, that circle means globe. No, it doesn't, bro. Circle means circle. And even that Sanhedrin and everybody that, that, that translated it, they used the word Spiro. And, and, uh, and, and, or not Spiro, I'm sorry. They didn't use the word Spiro in Greek. They used the word circle, okay? Spiro in Greek, they did have that word. So they could have used it. They didn't. They used circle. And 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 they they clearly knew the difference between um he clearly knew the difference the the author Isaiah because he says in another verse he talks about uh throwing them like a ball in Isaiah twenty two eighteen it yeah. says he will surely violently turn and toss thee like a ball into a large country so he knows the difference between a ball and a circle so mm-hmm. and understand that guys um so we have that uh now guys another thing that I think is very interesting is uh, when Jesus comes back, uh, it talks about every eye will see, all right? Revelation 1-7, behold, he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him. They also which pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall be well because of him. Even so, amen, I'm the Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, okay? So we have that. So when Jesus comes back, and also in Revelation, it talks about the heaven opening up like a scroll. What is the heaven? The heaven is uh, Genesis 1-6, the firmament is going to open like a scroll and Jesus is going to come in on a cloud in coming to the earth and every eye shall see him. Not a satellite, not anything like that. Every eye shall see him is what the Bible says. I take that literal. And if you're on a flat earth with a dome and, uh, and, uh, and uh, the firmament is open like a scroll and Jesus comes in, Every eye will be able to see him. Okay. That's what it says. Now, if you take that verse and you try to say, well, you know what, dude? Uh, everybody has cell phones and satellites. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be able to see. Gonna, yeah. Think about this. What if you don't have a cell phone on you? 
You know what I mean? It says, every eye will see. Everybody's going to know that Jesus is yeah, here. Yeah, what about those cats in Papua New Guinea? You see what I mean? <laughs> Dude, think about it, bro. Every eye will see because you know that he's here now, bro. And it's a very Dude. important thing, bro, when that happens. Yeah. So every eye will see, all right? So we got that. Also, in the heliocentric model, stars are supposedly all suns and they're trillions upon trillions of miles away. They're way bigger than the earth. But we have in Revelation, uh, it says that the stars are going to fall from heaven, bro. The stars are going to fall, okay? Uh, Revelation mm-hmm. 6.13 says, And the stars of heaven shall fall unto earth, even as a fig tree cast upon her ultimate figs, as she is shaken upon the mighty wind. Now, some people have said, well, dude, that's an allegory. That is all a vision. That's not true. But Jesus, when he was on the earth, he says it in Mark. And Jesus can't lie, right? Because he didn't sin. He says in Mark that the stars shall fall from earth, the moon will be darkened, the sun will be darkened, okay? So he says it in Mark. This is not a vision, but also revelation is a is, is revelation given by Jesus Christ, bro. It says it in the book of Revelation. It's a revelation given by Jesus. So when he talks about the stars falling and the mountains shaking and the islands disappearing, it means it, bro, okay? So on a heliocentric model, the stars falling from heaven would be insanity, bro. But the stars falling from heaven, if they're just luminaries and they fall to the earth, it's not a problem with the helio I mean, with the with the flat earth, with the dome and the stars inside of the firmament, bro. It's not a problem, man. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah. And and if it and if you go into the book of Enoch, these stars could be angels. I don't know. That's what I was just gonna say. So if and they're all angels falling to the earth, that could that could that could be too. You know what I mean? Go ahead, bro. And and that's awesome. And it says God's elect, we will judge the angels. Yes, he will allow us to judge the angels, man. Imagine that, bro. That's I mean, just even even contemplating some of these events that that we're gonna see come to pass. You know whether, yeah, wow. I I just yeah. So we get we're getting close to the end because we're uh, we're I don't want to take you guys' time up too much, bro. To me, to me, close. Gosh, I was gonna say to me, the stars falling is such a globe killer. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's to, dude. I mean, come on, guys. Like, think about that, bro. Like, that is a globe killer for sure, bro. Heliocentric killer, one hundred percent. Okay. Also, also, if he looked at us some, like grasshoppers, right? And you know, he was trillions, hundreds of trillions of miles away, and he could still see us like grasshoppers. <laughs> that, that doesn't, doesn't make sense. Right? not at all, bro. Not at all. So, also, okay, the the flood, bro. That's another thing we got to think about. Okay, so. Genesis 7, 11, in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the seventh day of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were open. Okay, so the flood, bro, think about this. It's a dome, right? Excuse me. And the highest part of the earth would be Mount Everest and also uh, Antarctica. There's probably one more place that has a higher elevation, but the water just has to fill up and that fishbowl up past those, and the whole entire earth is going to be flooded, okay? Now, if you have a globe, I don't know how that works. Also, it says there's three separate events in the flood. It says that the fountains of the great deep were broken up, so there's water coming from below. It says that the windows of heaven were open. Go to the book of Enoch. Mm -hmm. It says that there's windows of heaven that open, and Mm -hmm. water came into the... There's waters above. Bro, God, I just had to open up these windows. Water comes up. It starts to fill up. And it says it rained from 40 days and 40 nights. 
If you so that's three separate events that happen. And then it also says that he closed the windows of heaven. He had to close them. And he said that he he stopped the, the founder of the great deep and also um he stopped the rain from happening. So there's three separate events there. I've never heard a pastor say that one time, bro. Every single time that I hear a pastor talk, they say that it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, and that's what happened. The windows of heaven were open means that it's raining. That's not true, bro. Three separate events right there, dude. And even in when the very beginning it, it talks about that God put the uh the the water, the great deep in the earth, it talks about it in Proverbs in the very beginning. I talked about that, dude. The water's coming from the great deep from down, coming from the firmament above the firmament, and also rain for 40 days and 40 nights. It makes total sense. What's this up? This is awesome. You just taught me something new that I've never thought about a flat earth, that I never even thought to think of the, the flood as being flat earth proof. But like you're saying, if it fills up, because like, right, it sprung forth from the fountains of the earth, it poured in from the windows of the heaven. And later on, I was, you know, we'll talk off air, but, you know, I'll, I want to, gain some more uh, lines of communication with you other than just email and Instagram so I could share some things that I want to share with you. But the original artwork that I drew before we re- uh, before um, Alex's wife, Kati, created the Firmamental logo, yeah, I, 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 I drew it up by hand and I put the ball in the windows of heaven, <laughs> yes, you know, bro. in the original logo. And uh, yeah, I'll have to share it with you. It's pretty <clears throat> cool, but I've never thought about it. Yeah, it's just it's pouring in and then it's and it's coming from the bottom and it's pouring in from the top and it's raising the water level. And that wouldn't make sense on this ball, but it makes sense in a cup. The dome holds the water yeah. in, bro, and it fills up. And dude, it people and dude, it says it flooded the whole entire earth. People say it was a local flood to Israel, bro. Come on, dude. They're trying yeah. to take science and filter it through the they're trying to take the Bible and filter it through science now, bro. Stop doing that, bro. Filter science through the Bible, and if it doesn't work, it is not true because we let God be true and every man a liar, bro. Okay, that's scriptural right there. So what's up, bro? This is one other thing that I wanted to bring up, but also I've been getting into this old world stuff, mud floods. There's a lot of evidence that there's we there's so much that has been retaught to us. There's so many civilizations that existed. I've even seen interesting things that show that even... uh biblical stories from the bible might have not took place in geogra- geographical locations where they said it did i i saw, that too saw a very interesting video that this person was theorizing that the garden of eden was in florida and yeah. that 27 of the 23 species you know existed in this certain part of the world and that gopherwood only comes from that area and that it's the perfect ecosystem to you know inhabit all these animals and it was very fascinating. And, and we do have, we, we have cities called like Memphis, which are like Egyptian names. Is that Adam Green? Of. Was it Adam Green that talked about the, the Garden of Eden being in Florida? Is that the guy? Uh, yeah, it was a Dr. Longo video, but it was, a, okay. it was an okay. old pastor. It was oh, okay, pastor okay. that he was, he was airing huh. this video Wow. Okay. Uh, just, of, just of, of a sermon series. And then there was a lot of evidence too, that those native people were actually like lost tribes of Israel. And if you look at their native tongue and the name of their tribe, they were actually speaking like ancient Aramaic or Hebrew words. Yeah. And, you know, the tributaries and how they flew out, uh, they, they formed, they, there's a river system where these four tributaries come out of. And then we know we got like Serpent's Mound and then we got uh, pyramids in Alabama. I've heard them saying there's areas of the Grand Canyon you can't go to because there's sphinxes down there. Like yeah. what if America is, is, is a lot of these old world biblical events actually took place over here as well. Like who knows, like uh, yeah. they changed so much of our history 
but there has definitely been evidence of of civilizations that were washed away or buried in mud, which would be evidence of a flood. And all these civilizations from all around the world talk about this. And all these civilizations also talk about dragons and they also talk about giants. Uh, it doesn't no problem matter with either. Yeah, yeah. South American, you know, natives, North American natives, aborigin, aboriginal, uh, you know, in, in Australia, African, you know, uh, Northern Europeans. The Chinese, you know, oh yeah, they got 12 uh, animals on their calendar and one mythological one. Like, come on, man. (laughs) Like these weren't mass hallucinations. These things actually existed. They just weren't dinosaurs. They were abominations that God got rid of. And I think a lot of these things, and when we talk about cryptids and all this stuff, I think this was stuff that the fallen angels were messing with genetics. They weren't the intended species of the earth. So God had to wipe them out. And I also think that's what's going on in Sheol and the deep underground military bases with these fallen angels. They're, they're up to their same shenanigans again. And like, so when Jesus says, when the son of man returns will be as in the days of Noah, I yeah. think a lot of these things are going to resurface and it's going to blow people's minds. They just I, can't, us, yeah, just can't have gonna, sex again though. That they, that, the thing is, they, the, the fallen angels, they're trying to do different things. To, to mess with the DNA, but they can't have sex with humans again like they did in Genesis 6 because that, that dude, they got put down to Tartarus, bro, in the earth, bro, chained. They're just stuck, bro. Like they, that, they, yeah. they, they don't want to do that again, I think. So I think they're trying to find different ways to do it. So what you're talking about, I think is true. That's why UFOs and all this stuff, I think they're trying to take people and try to take their DNA and try to like make babies, bro, and, and, and try to make Nephilim again if they can. That's definitely, that's why it says in the days of Noah, Will be like the like you know that's how it'll be. That's very very interesting stuff, bro. Yeah, I think artificial intelligence as well is giving these disembodied spirits best yeah. to inhabit. Yeah. So I think a lot of the time when people are communicating with these with these artificial intelligence, uh, you know, bots <laughs> or whatever, I think you're actually talking to demonic spirits, bro. Yep, I think so too. And if you ask them about Jesus or anything, yeah, dude, you you guys will see, man. Very interesting. That's like a whole nother episode we could go through. Yeah, I can, I can bring someone gonna, on that's really good about that, bro. Uh, we're going to have to do a part two, but we're going to have to make <laughs> go on your show. Oh, yeah, for sure, bro. Okay, so we got earth as a footstool. That's another thing, okay? Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And there is the place of my rest. So uh, God's throne, the heaven is my throne, right? Heaven. And then the earth is his footstool, bro. So that's why it's connected, bro. I'm telling you guys. And a footstool, if you look at it, it's like it, it's like a dome, you know, shape basically with the with with the with the feet or whatever. So interesting, man. So we got that now. Um, so that's basically the end of the show. Besides this part that we're going to connect a little couple things together real quick with the numbers, the six six sixes, and all that stuff. So, um, any questions on anything I went over, dude? If, if you get before we jump into this, I always ask. <laughs> I have a show too, bro. That's why I asked because sometimes the people come on and the information dump on my show and I want to like ask a question. I'm like, dude, I don't want to interrupt, but dude, I always ask as I go. I'm good. I just got some final thoughts for the end that I'm like writing yes. notes. I just think okay, you're perfect. Up, I so. see that you're writing notes, which I love, man. I love that, dude. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So we got, all right. Second Thessalonians 2.11. It says, and for this, God shall send them strong delusion. And they shall believe a lie. All right. So he's speaking about the Antichrist. I think the Antichrist spirit is definitely involved with the with the globe, with the heliocentricity. 
I'm not saying that that is the delusion that they're talking about, but dude, it probably very well could be. You know what I mean? Because as we go through all these verses, we're proving that this is what the Bible says, and everybody's believing this gigantic lie, dude. So, and it's faith, bro. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith is what is so important for us to have with God, bro. Faith. And what is happening? Our faith is getting chipped away with all the scientific stuff. So, Let's look at the 666 Antichrist spirit, bro, in all of the scientific stuff. All right. First off, every one mile is eight inches squared uh, of curvature, right? So if you take eight, you divide it by 12, it's 0.66 of a foot. As you go to 10 foot, it's 66.6 feet. If you go to 100, it's going to be 6,666 feet. That's 1666. Also, uh, how fast we orbit around the sun. 66,600 miles an hour. They've picked it up to 67 now because yeah. they're like, ah, just we need to get rid of this. People are finding it out. Right. 66,600 miles an hour is what it said at one time. They switched it to 67. We have the yeah. Earth's circumference is 600 times six times six nautical miles. Uh, 90 degrees minus 23.4, which is the Earth's axis, is 66.6 degrees. Isaac Newton started writing the laws of gravity and all this stuff. In 1666, okay, uh, the force of gravity is 666 newtons. The speed of sound is equal to 666 knots. The diameter of the moon is 2160, which is six times six times 60. The distance to the moon is six times 60 times 666 miles. Um, the Antarctic and uh, Antarctic celestial sphere is 66.6 degrees north latitude. 66.6 degrees south latitude. The surface of Uranus, not my anus, is negative six <laughs> times six times six degrees, bro. And there's even more, but I don't go over all of them because I'm like, we just enough, enough kicking that number, dude. I'm like, geez. So it's interesting, man, all that stuff. And just like you were saying, bro, Genesis 2 1, thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work. If you read Exodus, it says that God created the earth and, and everything in six days, okay? He made the, everything in six days, okay? Uh, even in the Hebrew, when they say day one, it also says evening and the morning were the first day, okay? It was six days. It's not 6,000 days. It's not 6,000. Bro, people try to add all this different stuff on there, bro. It's pretty simple. You read the Bible. You take it literal. You do find out the Greek and the Hebrew and all that stuff, but dude, it is finished. There's not ever expanding universes and all this different stuff, bro. It is finished, bro. So, um, yeah. So we have that, and I already told, talked to you guys about the Book of Jude, uh, how they, how they're actually uh, the the wandering stars is which what planets actually are. Uh, they all get judged. So, all right. Anything? Oh, one last thing I like to say to all flat earthers out there, and for anybody, bro, do not worship the created. Worship the creator. If you're a flat yeah. earther, bro, and you want to sit there and talk flat earth all day long with everybody, bro, understand, bro, that we, do we don't want to make this thing an idol. Um, I do this yeah. show a lot on different people's podcasts, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to use this as bait to rule you in so that you find out that God's word is truth and you understand that, that you know, we let God be truth, every man a liar. I want to try to lead you to God, dude. That's what I'm trying to do, but we need to stop making this thing an idol, bro, because the creator is the most important thing, bro. Getting people saved and saving souls is the most important thing. Yeah, I, I, I was agree. Gonna, I, I was I just going to say that 
everybody out there, the permamentalist just got served the truth. So when you go out into the world now, you shall not bear false witness. You know the truth now, and it's good. And it's good. Just like God says when he created it, it is good. When he yeah. did this, it is good. Now, this is the problem though, guys. This is the part that's going to be really interesting, dude. When you are exposed to the truth, bro, you are now held accountable. I'm not trying to tell you that I'm a thousand percent, you know, this, this is not Josh Monday's truth. This is not Alex's truth. This is not our permanent truth. This is the Bible. This is the absolute truth, bro. So now when you start reading the Bible, dude, in this way, and you start getting exposed to the truth, bro, you're going to be held accountable. Okay. And we're held accountable for what we're teaching. So I try to pray to God, dude, like, please, wow, like, yeah. let me teach this correctly. Let me teach this the right way. Let me teach this so I'm not like Bible thumping anybody. When I have Hibbler on my show or I have somebody that's a non-Christian, I don't Bible thump them, dude, because I don't want to push them away from God. It's not my job to yeah. do that. It's God's job to actually get them to come to him. It's my job to try to, you know, slowly, maybe like try to do it in a delicate way, delicately tap people. This show is a rapid fire fire hose of verses and verses and verses and information. So don't believe me at all. Don't believe anybody, dude. Make sure that you believe God and you read the Bible and study this stuff, dude. Yeah, perfectly put. And you know, the firmamental is the same way. We have people that come on our show that have different viewpoints, that have different practices, that are into all kinds of things. And we like to talk to people because, but we always share what we feel and how, how we feel and how, how what they say would relate to, to our faith an hour walk and how we may interpret what they're saying, but just in a unique and different way that that would be uh, respected to our faith. Uh, I, I would also bring in with the, the 666 stuff. They like to do this stuff with their, not only just with their mathematics and science, but they like to do this with their, uh, the, the, the buildings that they build, like the Washington Monument, 666 feet. And there's so many things that you can go and look at you know, the constructs of Washington, D.C. and all these Masonic buildings, you know, for me too, another, another globe killer is the ancient megaliths and how they still line up with certain constellations. If we were on this ever-expanding universe that was constantly moving and shifting and traveling further away from us, these things would have shifted a long time ago. That points that we're on a stationary plane and we see the same thing that the ancient man saw. So like, there's, there's so many things that we could point out, but just like you said, I think you put it perfectly. The shape of the earth is not a salvation issue. Christ and his sacrifice alone and embracing what he did for us on the cross and accepting his gift of grace yes. and putting to death your sin along with that, you know, and, and following him, that's, that's the real, that's, that's what it's really all about. But I think this is a big way to get people to look deeper and be like, wow, the Bible is the truth. And I think that's why this is a big key. This is a big, this is a big chapter in the fight. This is a big, this is a big battle being fought because if people can wrap their minds around this and we can get people to embrace these things and look into these things, it will, it will point them the way to the, to the true creator and the true creator will point them to his true son, who is Jesus Christ. But is the shape of the earth, do you have to be a flat earther to be saved? Absolutely not. Can you be a, a globe and still be saved? Sure. Yeah, of course you can. Can you be a flat earther and be saved? Of course you can. Yeah. But I do believe that this, once we get 
the understanding of this stuff, it will just kick the floodgates open of uh, of a new uh, what do they call those when they when the church has this big great celebration? You know, oh, he's revival. Yes, it's going to be giant revival. revival yeah, I, yes, I think so too, man. This is this, and that's why they're trying to put the lid on it. And you're right, man. I think it's funny they just changed that uh, the sixty six thousand six hundred, and they had to go flip up one digit sixty seven seven because yeah. oh, you know they're they're really. You know, another Even, thing too, you, you were talking about NASA earlier, you know, it's kind of funny that the serpent's tongue is in their logo and all this yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. It's just- Even the people that don't stuff. believe, even the people that, that don't believe the Bible or don't push like the biblical cosmology, like the people that are in our community, they're saying 66, 67,000 miles an hour now. They're not saying 6,600 because they don't want anybody, they're not trying to lead people to God, bro. They're trying to lead people- I mean, they they say they is a creator and that that's who they worship, but they talk about the universe is is going to do this to you. The, I don't know who they're worshiping. I don't know the name of their god. I don't know the, where they get their theology from. But they're 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 staying away from doing that too, bro. Because I'm not saying that they're uh, government plants. I'm not saying that they're shields. I don't don't put that on anybody, bro. But I am telling you guys that are Christian that you need to understand, bro, that people are baiting you with Chris, like conspiracies and they tell you the truth and they get really deep and they they can suck you in to this and eh, they could suck you in but then they're going to teach you some theology that's going to throw you off of the bible so be careful and have true discernment in this industry because make sure the bible is your foundation and and that you never veer away from god bro and and keep that and then you'll be fine going to dip it into conspiracies but you're going to get jordan maxwell santos panacci all yes. these other people are going to suck you in astrology uh telling you that there's there's infinite plane and there's this and there's that and all this stuff but dude as christians we need to have true discernment pray for discernment and do not let them bait you in and try to tell you that the sun is the is god and that the you know with all this different stuff bro all right i just want to tell you guys that be had, careful yeah, we bet We've had guests come on this show and and respected them and they're amazing guests and they 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 shared a lot of great information and and I love them and the same thing but I've had people come on and talk about you know Christ is just a consciousness and you can connect of course, to the I know. gland and this I and know, that I know and, and listen cool listen I I I think that plant medicine is put here for a reason too and everything's meant to be used but used correctly and I think used properly. And in respect to the creator and not abusing it, using it for the right reasons. Yes, I do believe. I do believe that natural plant-based medicines, I, I, I'm, I'm a follower of Christ, but I still, you know, will, will, will use hallucinogenics from time to time, but not abusing them. But this whole thing about Christ consciousness and, and, and Christ is just a, a consciousness. Like, no, I, I, I have to always make it a point. Like, I agree with you. You can connect to Christ and God through your consciousness. But Jesus Christ himself actually physically existed as well. I want you to acknowledge that. Like, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, they get it a little twisted. But anyways, we're not going to judge people here. But I, I just feel yeah. like I need to tell the Christians out there, just tread lightly through this conspiracy community and make sure that you are not uh, not get, not led away from the Bible, man. That's all I got to say. But I love you guys, bro. I appreciate you having me on, dude. I really do. I think you guys are doing wonderful things and, and I really appreciate it, dude. And I think uh, I'm glad that I met you guys and we're going to have a, I think we're going to have a great relationship, man. And I'll have you guys on the show. You're having my brother on tomorrow, right? At eight? He was telling me? Uh, Is it you guys or somebody else? <laughs> it's somebody, somebody else. I don't think we have him tomorrow. No. 
Oh, yeah, one of them my brother we, has. My brother's yeah, going to be on some show tomorrow. Yeah, we, 8 o'clock. Sorry, guys. We did want to, yeah, we did want to. I want your brother on, too, because I've heard your oh. brother, and he always makes fantastic points, and I love his personality. We love your guys' show, too. We're oh, so happy you. for you. Props on reaching 200,000. I know that was a few months ago or a month ago. Yeah, it's like long ago. I'm sure God, it's our glory to God, day. bro. All glory to yeah. God. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, that's it, man. We're, 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 all we're doing is we're in the good fight, dude. And also, Ephesians 6, uh, 12. Guys, check out that verse in the Geneva Bible. I think it, it has some really good stuff in there. It talks about, uh, besides the principalities of evil, we're also fighting against the worldly governors. The worldly governors, okay? So we're fighting. We're not only fighting against flesh and blood. I know it's, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, right? Principalities of evil. It says worldly governors as well in the book of yep. in, in the Geneva Bible. And in the King James, it just doesn't mention that. So we need to understand that. You talked about Washington, D.C. I mean, I can go into a ton of things with you guys. Yeah. We'll do it on the next show. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I will say too, when we go on your show or vice versa, you come back for part two. I found some uh, flat earth level plane uh, geocentric gems in the book of Proverbs, because that's what I've been waking up every day and reading. So nice, you, believe it or not, man, I found some in Proverbs. So we'll I believe it. I, I mentioned, yeah. uh, I mentioned Proverbs actually in here, bro. Uh, okay, at, yeah. at the very beginning, but, uh, yeah, dude, we'll kick, spit all that out and we'll, we'll do it, man. And thank you guys for having me. And if everybody wants to, to follow, uh, follow me, yes. it's, uh, Josh Monday underscore podcast on Instagram. I got a TikTok now. It's Josh Monday underscore podcast. If you guys want to follow that, that'd be really cool. I'm, I'm trying to build that up. And um, my show is Josh Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. We take conspiracies and show you how it relates to the Bible. Same way I just did on your show. I, I took Flatter to show you how it relates to the Bible. We try to do that with the most most conspiracies. If not, we, we just do a Christian show or we just do a conspiracy show or we mix both together. We do our best. Um, and we got about 157 episodes. Our YouTube is Josh Monday Music and Podcast because I have my music on there too. So yeah, definitely if you guys could check us out, we'd appreciate it. And um, like I said, give these guys a five-star review, share their, 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 their podcast with as many people as you guys can. If you're Christian, dude, let's go, baby. I'm so glad you're in, you're in. But you know what? We need to start sharing the gospel. We need to start getting people leading them to Christ. We are definitely, I believe, in the end times. So let's pre be prepared. Let's start becoming soldiers and, and doing our best, man. That's it. Yeah, bro. And I'm I'm an MC too. So we might have to, you might have to pull me out my retirement and come out to Woolworths and collaborate. <laughs> I'm retired right now too, bro. school <laughs> secular stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I sent you some of that stuff. But uh, hey, Alex, final thoughts for Josh before I, I do our final sign up. I just want to say thank you very much, Josh. Like I said, it was very educational. I think it's very important for as many people to hear this message. And thank you so much. And I just wanted to say that Josh Monday came with the M16 extended mag for Firmamental. So thank you very much for doing that for us. No problem. Oh, thank he came you. with the he came with the Rambo ammo belts wrapped <laughs> around him, just freaking blowing in a grenade launcher, just yeah. blowing everything up, you know? So yeah, mad props. This was an absolute, this wasn't a home run. This was a grand slam, brother. You came on our show and you blessed us. So thanks once again to all you Firmamentalists. You heard it here. Just absorb all this knowledge and go read your Bibles and strengthen your faith. And remember, protect your dome. We'll see you next time. Peace. How do we find ourselves here within these walls and chains? As it's
Till skies turn blue